Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard and its games. I'm Matt. I'm the host, and with me this week are two fantastic co-hosts. I'm not going to make the Fantastic Four joke I usually make because it's been played out at this point. Come on, you've all heard it. Uh, with me up, we're going to go first with this guy because he's Mitch. Hi, Mitch. What's up? Hey, you're right. I am Mitch. Yep, I'm, you are. Thanks Thanks for remembering. Sometimes my family doesn't remember that, or my friends. Uh, I've been up to, you know, the usual. Animal Crossing just added stuff today. So Anne's pretty excited about that. I haven't it's seen cool. any Go ahead. harmonious you, dudes yet. The more you, you guys haven't? talk about Animal Crossing, the more bread I can eat. <laughs> okay, uh, but for real, um, yeah. So Animal Crossing did add stuff, so I've been you know farming that as usual. Uh, been playing my Demon Hunter a little more in WoW, uh, as you may see on stream right now if you're watching live. Uh, I've also, uh, last night I got my fishing artifact, finally, on my priest. It didn't actually take super long it was just one of those things I had never done yet. Um, so I have that, and it sounds like it's going to be kind of a pain to get all the artifact traits up, but not super concerned there. Mostly I just wanted to get it to get it. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. it's not like you don't have time. It's uh, like, you know, what else is yeah. going on right now? So No, nothing. It's kind of funny because uh, in speaking of things that you'd expect you'd have done but you haven't done yet, I haven't done Trial of Style yet at all. I did it once um, just because I, I still had some tokens left over from last time. So no, no, I just, no, no. I mean, I've oh, never like at all. done it. Never yeah, did it. Okay. I have never done it. I'm going to segue into Anne now because I'm sure she's got stuff to say about it. But here's Anne. Hey, Anne. Hi. I yeah, haven't, I haven't, done, trial I haven't style. done it this time around yet because I've been busy on the alpha, but I need to hop on and do it. And Rossi, how have you not done it? Because I just, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it always comes up when I'm doing something else. The last time, I don't even remember what I was doing, but this time, I've been leveling a light forged. It so really doesn't I, take that long to do. Like, when you queue up for it, it comes up within, like, a minute or two. Because a lot of people are doing it. A lot of my friends have done it. It's They see all seem to be having fun, but it's like, they just... It's literally like I'm in the middle of that thing where you have to head to the Darkmoon Fair, and then you have to head back to Stormwind, and then you have to head to Outland, and then you have to do stuff in Hellfire, and then you run out of your hour-long, you know, more XP buff, so you have to head back to Darkmoon Island. And it's just like, I, I get so sucked up into it that I don't even log on to my main. Like, I don't even oh, think about gotcha. it. Okay. So, I've been doing that, and I gotta say, I'm I'm actually having a fun, I'm having a fun time in Hellfire Peninsula which I did not think was physically possible anymore. I love Hellfire, man. I don't, like... Yeah, but Mitch, I have been to Hellfire Peninsula more than I've actually been to real places <laughs> that I lived in. You know what I mean? I, I have seen all Hellfire has to offer. I, have, I, I am actually, intimately familiar with it. I, I have an update. Do you remember when last week when I was talking about how I was in Zangermarsh and I couldn't pick anything? Yeah, you mentioned that in chat last night. And okay, I, so I was a little late and I, I didn't figured, hear anymore. I figured it out, guys. I figured it out. It's not me. I'm not bugged. I didn't do anything. Zangermarsh, the zone, is not flagged with the whole leveling thing. Everywhere else is. Like, I, I finished off Zangermarsh, and I went to Blade's Edge, and I was able to pick the plants that I cannot pick in Zangermarsh. And just to test this, I picked a fellweed, right, while I was in Blade's Edge, and then I flew yeah. back to Zangermarsh, found a fellweed, couldn't pick it. It's that zone. So um, if there are any Warcraft developers listening, and I know you guys listen every now and again... Uh, Especially when Anne lists something that she does that's kind of so, sort of an exploity thing. So. I really I, love doing this. Well, I'm nerf. just I'm just saying that that particular zone is busted, and while I have leveled out of that zone, there are plenty of people who are still leveling. So maybe if you want to issue a hot fix for that or something, it would be appreciated. Just saying. Thanks. So yeah, I can also, pick things also again. Also, look at other zones to see if that's happening because, as we discussed, it's wonky all over. 
But Anne seems to have found a specific region where it's doing it's something very specifically odd. Like it's just Sangermarsh. I can I Sangermarsh for whatever reason still tells you you're not a high enough level to pick this when you go to pick the plants. Everywhere else it'll let you pick it. It'll give you the little fragments or whatever, but that's okay. It'll let you pick it. So yeah. yeah. I I don't know why Sangermarsh didn't like it didn't take there, but it didn't not, take there. I'm not terribly surprised I didn't notice that for uh-huh. one very simple reason. I'm not going to go to Zangamarsh, so I'm not going to notice that. See, I picked there very deliberately because I like the whole cool-toned aesthetic with the blues and the giant mushrooms. I think it's very pretty. I just wanted to level there. But now I'm done there, and I moved on because I want to go hang out with Rexar and um, be a prairie dog or whatever that quest was. You remember that quest, chain? Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. You're a marmot. You turned yeah, to a marmot. marmot. Have they changed the marmot model? One? No, it's forward. <sighs> It's been. Oh wait, no. Yeah, okay. No, it's Rexar. It's a horde quest. Jeez. I don't remember. What, I don't know if Rexar they've changed the marmot not model or not. I haven't gotten there yet, so. I know they have a new marmot model coming. Uh, yeah. In in. Um, well, it's a prairie uh, dog. Yeah, but they're the same thing. They are not the same thing. In the in game. Okay, in game they're the same thing. In real life, I'm telling no, you, no. it's somebody who lives in a place marmots, with both prairie dogs marmots and marmots. Yeah, you know that I, we have marmots right here. Yeah. I've seen them actually. When we went up the mountain, my wife yeah. and I, we went up the mountain. We actually watched two people sitting on the edge of the mountain looking over the edge. And there were marmots literally going into their backpack to steal their food. Yep. They're obnoxious. Dang, marmots. <laughs> they're like, hey, guys, uh, there's marmots in your bags. Guy turned around and there's the marmot literally climbing out of his bag with like a hunk of cheese. What's like, oh. up? Thank you. <laughs> Leaves. <laughs> yeah, marmots, marmots don't care, man. Yeah. Marmots are like the honey badgers of mountains. Yeah. Saw <laughs> it, dude. Thanks for the food. But uh, yeah, it's. I've actually been enjoying it. I've I've liked the leveling so far. There are. I do have problems with it, and I'm gonna probably write up something about it for the site because I think there are some upsides and some downsides. Uh, a little uh, bit, yeah. A little bit of column A, column B. Well, one of the things I've noticed that I really don't like is that there's one thing that used to happen in zones all the time, which is you get to a certain power level in the zone and you you basically have out-leveled it, which, as we complained about a ton of times on the, on the leveling stream, it meant you basically had to leave the zone to keep leveling. But the upside was, if you wanted to ride someplace in the zone, you no longer had to worry about everything aggroing you. Yeah, that doesn't <clears throat> happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't ever get to a point where stuff, you know, you you go to the hinterlands at level 55, the, the, the wolves mobs still aggro from halfway across the zone and come running to get you. I mean, you can do it, like, you know, once you push beyond that expansion, though. So, like, Hinterland's at, like, 65 or yeah, 62, probably. Point, there's a thing that used to happen when you were leveling in a zone. Even back in vanilla, you'd get to a power level where you were just strong enough that stuff didn't level you, unless it didn't aggro you, unless you got to a certain degree of closeness. That no longer happens. Yeah, it was, more, it was like the don't mess with me radius or something. Yeah. And it, it's really noticeable if you're doing the Blasted Lands. Like, you know the the weird, like, forest that the Worgen Druid tried to make thing that they yeah. shot? Yeah. It's full of demons. It's absolutely packed with demons. And you start the zone at level 50. And you can leave the zone at, like, level nine, level 60. Like, you, I got up to, like, level 57 in that zone. Like, I, I went in there at 50 and, and came out at, like, 57. And those demons never stopped aggroing me from, like, Every, they, they would come from like nowhere near me and every time you level so do they so they just keep doing it, it it's it's a minor annoyance and it is actually it's something that never happened in vanilla because in vanilla you'd get strong enough that stuff would stop doing that it's not happening to me it's it doesn't happen as much i'm noticing once you get to a certain level like i'm not having the problem in outland well, at no, all i'm leveling a nightborn rogue so it doesn't happen to me because i still yeah. everywhere <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> But, yeah. and, and was waiting for you to take that bait. I'll take the slower travel time and and no aggro. That's okay. I'm cool with that. Wait, is it even slower now? Uh, no, no, it's still slower than riding a mount. But you, you're on oh, your that's, foot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're on foot instead of on a mount, so it's slower. Well, yeah, we should do some talking about top stories and all yes. that. I want to talk about something that Mitch reported first because it's gotten even more complicated since he reported it. Um, there's been a rumor based on a, a little teaser that Blizzard did. They they posted basically – what was it, Mitch? You, you wrote this. You should probably talk. It, on Twitter, yeah. Talk about the Twitter thing, the Diablo okay. thing. Yeah. So it was like the end of February, like 27th or something. Um, 
Blizzard Entertainment, not the Diablo account, but the Blizzard Entertainment account, tweeted something that was like, uh, sweet dreams, and it was them turning off and on a... Diablo like a face nightlight. nightlight. Yeah, like, you know how you have those nightlights where you, you put them over top like a, a light, and you can just flick the switch and yada yada. It was a nightlight that you could switch on and off. Blizzard posted that, said goodnight, they switched it off, they turned it on, they switched it off, they turned it on. So it wasn't just like a, hey, lights out, goodnight thing. It was a, look at us switching this thing on and off. And it was, you know, Diablo's helm. or Diablo's no, face. Diablo's face. Speaking yeah. of which, if that's not in the Blizzard store, it should be. Because that was a pretty I, cool yeah, nightlight. Right? <laughs> I'm like, and, I want that. <laughs> and that was the thing. You know, it, it could very easily have been like, a, hey, look at this merchandise that's going to be on the store soon. But people didn't take it that way. And... You know, for good reason. It it feels, you know, if you're switching something on and off that much, uh, people are going to pick up on what you're doing, which is switching something, which if you haven't picked up, I'm using the word switch a lot. Switch in uh, Diablo. The Nintendo Switch. Yeah. The, you know, everybody's like, incredibly <gasps> popular console. That the one that just Nintendo Skyrim was. just came out on. Like, yeah. they're releasing old games for the Switch with Switch compatibility. Yeah. yeah. Bayonetta 1 and 2. Yeah. So people kind of took that and ran with it. And, uh, you know, Blizzard officially has said that they have nothing to announce. Yeah. And I, I don't quite remember what the, the... There was another article that basically came out that said, like, your inside, gamer, yeah, inside sources are saying otherwise, but Blizzard is officially saying we have nothing to announce. So it just it started with this teaser, and it's just sort of expanded, and now people are really, like, trying to dig into it because... It well, seems the the hint seems was there. Like smart, it seems like a very smart move for Blizzard. It would also be, um, you know, Blizzard moving to a Nintendo console, which yeah. would be awesome. It would well, be Diablo got, on the go. As I mean, people pointed out, yeah. Diablo is currently on every other console that you can get. Yeah, and yeah. the Switch is unique in that it is not a. It is it is both a stationary and a mobile console. So it would yeah, it would put Diablo in a, in a mobile world. The the it, reason people I think are taking it so seriously is because it's Eurogamer. And the guy from Forbes who wrote about it basically made the point that Eurogamer is very rarely wrong and they very rarely push something if they can't back it up. I mean, so if they're right, saying this, you know. Yeah, but but right now, I mean, since Blizzard hasn't said anything, oh, yeah, we nothing, can't really yeah. assume anything no. until they say something. I'll tell you what, though, um, I'm going to be keeping an eye on E3. And that's, well, that's the other thing I think that was mentioned was like, if this is a Switch teaser, uh, it feels really early, like yeah. because there's not really any big event until E3, which is in June. And is it the June Switch or, is, is it May or June? It's uh, last year. It was in June. Okay. It was. Mid, I think it's usually mid June. I I can't remember. I was there for it. I was there at E3, and I can't remember when it was. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, it was yeah, either um, May or June. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, still a couple months off, and it just—it seems weird to be teasing it this early if that's when they're going to announce it. June twelfth. Similarly, June twelfth. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Similarly, um, the Switch is getting the paid online services starting in September, I believe. It, it still has online capabilities. You can do all that, but. Um, they've kind of reiterated and pushed back the date that it's actually going to start costing money until September, and that may or may not have any effect on what Blizzard wants to do. Like they could very easily release it beforehand. But I don't know. my guess is that they would probably, you know, announce it at E3 and then say, "Hey, it's coming this fall." You well, know, with reason, online services. Yeah, the reason I want to pay attention to E3 is because it seems like if they were going to announce something like that they would do it at the Nintendo presentation thing that they do there instead of, like, having a separate Blizzard announcement or whatever because Nintendo likes to announce these things. Yeah, and... Nintendo is also fairly weird, though, with announcements. Like, they yeah, just they announced there is a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one point that's been made in quite a few places is that Nintendo likes to have really solid control on the announcements, and it, will, it likes to have the announcement when they have the, the thing pretty much ready to go. Yeah, they're not big on making announcements for something that they don't actually have. So, if Blizzard has got like a prototype, but hasn't done, any, you know, hasn't it's nowhere near market, they might not want to be saying anything more because they're working with a partner now. Yeah, it that is, or but again, the Switch Direct tomorrow, you know, granted, 
literally everyone's hoping for Animal Crossing because they always do every single time there's a Nintendo Direct. But so with what the timing, time is that? what time is that Nintendo is, Direct? That's tomorrow, which is you know Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this, at two p.m. Pacific. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, we should that, probably keep an eye on that too, just in case. Oh, I am but, absolutely keeping an eye on that for yeah. several reasons. It, it's um, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like. This would well, be the, very cool. <laughs> the the last Nintendo Direct they did too, like it, it it was one of the ones where people were hyping up this direct for weeks because it had been a while since Nintendo did one. Yeah. And Nintendo was doing these weird little teases and people weren't quite sure what they meant. And ultimately it actually came down to a Dark Souls re release on the Switch. Um which only like I think it was less than 24 hours before the direct is when that sort of information leaked. Like, hey, this is probably what uh, Nintendo's going to announce. So, you know, announcing this about 24 hours in advance, shortly after a Switch teaser type thing for Diablo. Maybe it's a stretch, maybe not, but I'm definitely going to be watching. Okay, um, we should probably now talk about Heroes of the Storm because can we have... I Can I jump oh. in real quick here, sure. though? Because... Um... Yesterday, there were some hot fixes that came out that addressed... I know last week at the end of the podcast, Mitch, you had mentioned you were talking about the new Battleground. Uh, yes. The brawl and how much you liked it and everything. And then, was it yesterday that they came out with a bunch of hot fixes? Uh, it, yes. it was with the patch. or Not patch, but it was... Yeah, it was with the downtime. With slash... the maintenance. In the re- yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that a little bit because I, I you had a lot to say that. on the site yes I will talk about that as soon as we do get some Cadgar face love for Algeron32 who subscribed via Twitch Prime because we love Cadgar faces and appreciate the subscription thank you so as far as the season chore goes they my original complaints with it you know when it was the brawl version was hey none of this stuff is showing up on the mini map like there are 12 different zones uh, or not, I, I guess you could call them like subzones, 12 different spawn points. For you know, the there's nodes. Like the, for the nodes, yeah. And it, like one of them is the bonfire, one's the tower, so on and so forth. And it's not immediately obvious from the map all the time. Like if you just, even if you have the, the big map, full screen map, you still can't quite tell what you're looking at. And if you mouse over that zone, it's not going to actually say the name. The only time you can see the name of a spawn point is after the Azurite has spawned there. And I, I don't mean like the geyser. Like you can see it before the Azurite becomes clickable, it is listed as a geyser. And the geyser will spawn in a spot and it will be kind of grayed out on the map. It will just say Azurite geyser. When it actually spawns in and is clickable, it will say like bonfire Azurite or something, which is kind of frustrating because if you don't remember the names of the places off the top of your head and like you're trying to coordinate with your team you don't necessarily know where to tell them you're going. Like, oh, I'm going to the the bon, the beach, Azurite, I think, even though there's like two or three kind of on the beach. So my complaints were mostly like, hey, can we get more information on the uh, standard map and standard UI and, you know, have shift M show where the geysers are, whatever. None of that was fixed. Um, what they did change is the resurrection timer is now 20 seconds. Um and this is still, it still follows something that's pretty unique in that um, each player has their own individual res timer. Like, it, it's not the 30-second um, uh, cycling, I guess. The universal where, one. Where you, yeah, the universal one the where, like, healer. yeah, where you might come back and, oh, no, you just missed it by half a second, so now you got to wait full 30 seconds. Um, so they bumped that from 15 to 20 seconds, which, yeah, not, you know, whatever. But they also, they increased the time to cap things from 6 seconds to 7 seconds. And then I believe it was the spawn time, like actually from going to a geyser to a clickable spawn is increased from 20 to 30 seconds. Um, and of course, the honor per node was nerfed, which I'm not surprised there. It was it was ridiculous amounts of honor. It was a little OP on the honor gain front. It was, but... Uh, what I loved about it was that it was incredibly fast-paced. And, you know, I will point out, it's still fast-paced. It's still a fun battleground. I still enjoy it. But it it just felt chaotically fast-paced, and I loved that about it. It's nowhere um, near as frenetic as it was. It's Yeah, it's... Again, I get it, but I kind of wish Blizzard had just kept it. Like, ironed a few of the bugs out, but the the, the pacing, I thought, was fine. 
And, you know, if Blizzard's reasoning is, hey, we want to bring this more in line with other Battlegrounds, I, I do get that. But at the same time, you have Battlegrounds like Alterac Valley and Isle of Conquest that are almost always longer than the other, other Battlegrounds. So if we have outliers in that direction, you know, why is one outlier in the quick direction a bad thing? Or why, why can't we... Why not have a speedy Battleground? <laughs> it, yeah. And... The only reason I can think of is that it would become the most popular Battleground by default. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, but, the honor games alone. The honor games alone. Like I said, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm not. I am yeah. not a designer on a video game, so I. Don't I mean, they know all this they stuff cut now. the honor games by half. Like you were getting 40 per node, and you know, a winning team got 15 nodes, whereas now you're getting 20 honor per node. Um, but it's just, again, it's still a lot of fun. I still really like it. I just, I really almost wish that they had kept the honor and the pacing and just left it as a brawl because to me i made this point in the post it feels sort of like taking south shore versus terran mill and instead of having it a uh, a brawl putting it on the regular rotation but saying oh yeah now it's only 10 v 10 and it just it, i don't know it it took away some of what i really liked about it and i'll, I'll get over it and i'll grow to love the battleground all the same but those were the nerfs that went in place. It's it slowed down a little bit. Still fairly fast, but slower than if you played the Brawl and definitely less Honor. Okay. Um, we were going to talk about Heroes of the Storm, so let's do that. We had the the, the reworks for Medivh and Sonya go live yesterday. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Anything else? Like, I know there was some of this stuff on the uh, The The Storm skins? The, like, cop... I think they're called, like, Storm. Is yeah, like, it's like an S-T-O-R-M. acronym. S-T-O-R-M, yeah. Special yeah, tactics, omelets, refrigerators, and monkeys. I don't know. Yeah, but, those... Actually, I think that was spot on. Good job, Rossi. I couldn't remember what it was. But it's Greymane, Johanna, and um, the medevac person. Sergeant Morales. Sergeant... Yes, thank you. They all got special, like... I think it's Lieutenant Morales, actually. It's Lieutenant Morales. Yeah, they all got, like, cops-style skins where they're, like... It, oh. Yeah, it's cops. Like, you watch the trailer, and the trailer's been out since last week, so you probably have already seen it, but it's them, like, you know, Gray Man's got the sunglasses and a mustache. and Slow-mo his... walking away from the explosion. <laughs> you can't look at it, though. His his wolf yeah. form is, like, actual, like, uh, police dogs. Like, it's... it's Alex is wrong, by the way. Strange, it's great. Realistic. No, Alex, I, love that I-, I liked Alex's comparison, where he thought it was... Because I... It's kind of weird looking. It's scary. I don't like it. it. Alex was like, it reminds him of the Chimera stuff in Full Metal Alchemist. I'm like, yes, thank you for making that (laughs) reference. It's, I don't know. It's a good dog brand. More in action because I've just seen the still shots of it. And the still shots look strangely realistic. But yeah, so those came out. um, The Lunar Festival ended in that and Overwatch, I believe. But I'm gonna, as far I'm gonna be as front with you guys. Goes. So think about Greymane's dog form. Do you guys remember a few years back there was like a Power Rangers like in space show? No. There was a character named Doggy Kruger, and he looks just like this. Oh. See that so for me that alone terrifies me. Like, nah, for me it's this I have this amazing amount of sympathy for, for dog Greymane. Well, okay. I'll have to Google that later, probably. Yeah. Or maybe not. It it's just a little Quite frankly, I mean, anything goofy, I'm I'm down for with heroes. When they get nuts, um, I think it's pretty much their best stuff. When they just completely ignore everything and just decide, yeah, now they're cops. Or now they're mecha. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, mecha yeah, now. Which, Whatever. Which does remind I, me, they, they came with a couple new mounts as well, like cop-style mounts. I think they're the mecha strider ones. Like spidery like, mechas. Yeah, like robot bugs. Yeah, I saw them. Those are pretty Yeah. Cool. Um, additionally, the season ended yesterday, which means if you haven't logged in yet and you did any kind of ranked play, uh, as long as you completed your 10 placement matches, either Team League or Hero League, you should have something waiting for you. Um, again, Team League is, is fairly lenient in that you really just have to do 10 placement matches and bronze will get you the mount, uh, the base level mount, not the epic version. Uh, with... With Hero League, which is the solo queuing one, you have to get, I think, at least Platinum to get the mount. But even if you didn't get the mount, um, as long as you did your 10 placement matches in place, you should have some gold waiting for you on the other end and probably a portrait or something. And the new season has already started. It doesn't, they don't do the the downtime, you know, where there's a week between seasons. They just go for it. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, right now, I'm going to throw it over to Ann, though. So she has something to talk to you guys about. Hi, guys. 
Are you looking to snack on something healthy while you game? If you enjoy our show, consider a membership with NatureBox at blizzardwatch.com slash naturebox, which provides up to 40% off of all their healthy snack options. Some of our favorite items from NatureBox are Honey Dijon Turkey Turkey, Cocoa Nom Noms, Sriracha Roasted Cashews, and Big Island Pineapple. NatureBox offers options to suit your dietary needs, single-serving samples, coffee, breakfast kits, gift options, and even an office delivery service that scales to your business. Um, a lot of their options are actually gluten-free or vegan. You can look and like pick and choose on the website. What The website actually lets you select what you're looking for when you're looking through stuff. So if you have particular dietary restrictions, you can check mark those and it'll take out the items that have those so that you're just looking at the stuff that you can eat. I actually, um, on top of the whole Coco Nom Nom thing, I know I talked about that last week. These guys, <laughs> they have, they're called crispy snickerdoodles. Weird. So they're like little snickerdoodle cookies. And those ones are not gluten-free. They're made with um, whole wheat flour, but they actually look really tasty. <laughs> I was looking at it going, ooh, you know what that would be good in? Coffee. That's what that would I be good I need to in. remember to eat more before the podcast. I was just thinking. Now you're so hungry. hungry. Now, you're, now you're all hungry. I was hungry. just thinking to myself, thank God I ate before the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sriracha... Uh, what was it, sriracha peat nuts? It, cashews, roasted cashews. Cashews, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm so hungry. <laughs> well, if you're hungry or you're not hungry, but you're thinking you might be hungry at some point, you can check those guys out at blizzardwatch.com slash naturebox, and every subscription helps support our show. Mitch, I actually um, I wanted to go back to the heroes thing real quick because I know they did the whole rework thing with Medivh and Sonya. What yeah. did they do? Because we never talked about this, and I, I wanted, what what did they do to them? I what, don't. I I'm not. I grant. I'm gonna give you a heads up. I'm not super versed in this. I haven't looked into it a ton. Okay. Um, the Sonya rework, I well, know even less about. But the Medivh rework, uh, they they made one of they made some of his talents um, baseline, uh, like. I, one of his, uh, I think, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like Master's Touch or something, which it used to be a quest where I think you had to hit X number of heroes with his arcane wave. I, and I then don't it know would unlock a new head. ability choice or whatever? Yeah, they, so they made that. Um, it used to be a talent. Now it's like a, a quest part of his trait. Oh, okay. That is a baseline. I think they also made it so... Healing is baseline with his uh, his invulnerability shield. Where before, like, it you would shield someone, and I think it would heal either based on the damage they took during the shield to uptime, or just you know give them an instant heal. Um, it's been a long time since I played Medivh, but I was just goal... wondering if there were like big issues with both of these characters that these are addressing or what? Because I hadn't heard anything. That's the thing. Like Medivh was he was really cool to watch at a pro level. Um, like, cause if you played him to your best, to the best of your ability and the best of your team's ability, uh, because he is a hero that does require a lot of team coordination, um, right. you know, between poly bombs or, uh, like he will, um, I forget what the exact name is. He'll imprison essentially like just freeze in place abilities, everything, uh, enemy heroes. So if you're working with a group and you actually like plan all that stuff out and let them know that's what you're yeah, doing yeah. and he works like, really well. He'll do ley line seal is what it's called, and he he shoots forward a line, and any hero caught in it is just frozen for something like five seconds. Okay. But the thing is, they they are frozen, frozen like just stopped in time. So it's if you're on a team where Diablo pops like his apocalypse, which puts the circles between people and um, does a ton of damage, or not not a ton of damage, does damage and stuns them. If you pop that, and then Medivh's like, hey, I'm gonna ley line seal. You totally wasted that person's alt. You know, same goes for other heroes because they're not going to take anything from anyone while they're in Leyline Seal. So similarly with uh, Medivh's portal placement, like your teammates have to know if you're going to place them, have to know if you're going to place one or both because that was a talent option before. Um, it, and you know, I, I played with a friend who had come back to the game uh, a couple months ago who didn't realize he could click on my portals, which. You know, that's a big part of Medivh play is placing a portal down so a hero can escape. And also, like, you know, if you've ever watched the pros, uh, especially in, like, Towers of Doom, they'll have it where they go Stitches Medivh. Stitches will nom 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 someone. Medivh will place a portal down. The Stitches takes the portal behind their base. And then the om nom nom runs out and the enemy hero is stuck behind your lines and can't really do much. 
but that's the sort of coordination that Medivh, like, to really get the most out of him, uh, you needed that sort of high play. So he wasn't high... really being played in, like, just random matches and stuff like that all that often. No, and if he was, it, it there was definitely a disparity between, like, quick match play level and, uh, like, obviously pro level or even just high level uh, ranked play. So this kind of stuff and, was just the changes were put in place to kind of bring him back in line so that people might choose him more? The or? goal was to, and I can't remember Blizzard's exact wording, but it was something along the lines of make, you know, keep that playmaking ability that makes him so great at the pro level, but also make it less, uh, I guess, punishing is not quite the word I'm looking for, but less punishing uh, if you're playing with a less coordinated team. Like, so he can still be effective if you can't coordinate as well as like pros can. Calorat in the I... chat channel says more noob friendly. It essentially yes, essentially okay. more noob friendly. But it, I don't know. It, I think they actually just made him stronger at the pro level. Okay. I, I don't know. Again, it'll you know some of these I things just... take time to shake out. Sonya sort of... actually, have you you done this on Sonya at all? Because I actually have read up on Sonya quite a bit. No, if go ahead, I, I haven't. Uh, Sonya basically what they wanted to do is break up. There's like there was previously pretty much one build for Sonya. It was either you know nerves of steel, ignore pain type stuff, and always trying to whirlwind on people. And now they've basically broken it up so you don't have to take all the same talents. And there's more stuff like Ancient Spear now has a new um, level 20 talent called Composite Spear that basically gives gives Sonya a charge that really increases the range and increases her armor as well. There's Furious Blow, which does stuff like Empower Seismic Slam. It makes it hit harder. And like your four, every fourth Seismic Slam doesn't cost any any Fury, so you can do more of them. Uh, the Shattered Ground, which you know increases the range and splash damage of Seismic Slam. So basically, you can be a Slam build instead of a Whirlwind build. They're just okay. trying to give people more options on how to play her. Because right now... From what I understand, uh, Sonya essentially had the one build, and it was the, you know, get in the middle of everybody, spin around, and hope you don't die before you do some damage. And <laughs> yeah. she and she was pretty hard to kill. Like, she wasn't easy oh, to Oh, yeah, kill. because her, her uh, spin will heal her. So if she's yeah. in the middle of a ton of enemies, yeah. as it powered up, she'll, you know, she'll last a while longer than you might expect. Standing. And so the they, they kind of reduced that a little bit. And then they basically added new options so people feel like they can they can go without nerves of steel or ignore pain. They can, you know, be more flexible in what they want a designer to do. So that, that was the goal. Anyway, I haven't gotten a chance to play her. Um, she's one of the characters yeah. I actually do have uh, on my heroes. Because, you know, come on. I wasn't going to get Sonya. Medivh is actually, I love playing Medivh. And he's one of the ones uh, I'll, I'll come back to every now and then. Like, I'll go through you know, bursts where I'll play him a bunch and then I won't. Uh, he's one of my higher level heroes, though, to be honest. So I'm interested to see how it plays. I know one of his talents actually made it so he can place portals as a raven, which Ooh. seems pretty crazy to me. Yeah, um, I can't remember what other talents are in that tier. Granted, they may, you know, make it so it's, you know, an easier decision to stray away from that one. But I think that's the sort of thing, like... If you have someone on your team who says, hey, I, I'm i really good at scouting. I'm not so much good at the damaging portion of Adiv. Um, now they can fly around as a raven and still place the portals without, like, you know, going, hey, I'm going to place a portal and then accidentally dropping down into enemy fire because they forget that placing a portal takes them out of raven form. That sort of thing, I think. And again, it... It sounds like they were trying to balance him for a certain player uh, skill tier. Um, yeah, I was just curious because, yeah. like I said, I mean, I don't play Heroes of the Storm. I mostly just watch it. And I wasn't aware that either of these heroes had any major issues. Usually, if a hero's got major issues and they're getting some kind of a rework, I've heard about why already. And that was that was sort of my thinking, too. But yeah. again, I, you know, I watch a little more at the... I don't play at the pro level, but I watch more at the pro level. And yeah. Medivh is one of the most fun heroes to watch at the pro right. level. I think I so can't that's remember. why I was like, why are they giving him a rework? He's really great yeah. in tournaments. He's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and last year at BlizzCon, um, I, I can't remember who specifically it was, but there was one team that just kept playing Medivh, and, and the playmaking that they did was just... It was, it uh, was so it was cool. so fun to watch. <laughs> but I think the reason they changed him is because that sort of stuff was happening at one level and just totally not at another. And I think they tried to balance that out at ultimately he may have gotten buffed to be honest. Yeah. Um, it'll be 
like always, I'm kind of people are people are complaining about both Medivh and Sonya now. Oh, okay. complaining, <laughs> complaining that she's strong, or yeah, Sonya in particular. People are like, <laughs> I can't kill her now. She killed my entire team. We can't stop her. Like, yeah, no, which, which again. Well, I, then we'll probably see more tweaks to that. <laughs> usually, we'll hot fix things. Um, usually Thursdays is what. Yeah, we're no, I'm fix. just I'm just saying that I have seen yeah. forms. Uh, but we should also talk surprising. about we should also talk about the fact that it's like the 20th anniversary of Starcraft. Yeah. So. I'm not really sure. I, I know that they're doing various promos, but I don't quite get what's supposed to happen with them. Like, you get a spray in Overwatch. I know that much. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You get a the skin in game. Overwatch. You get the, yeah. you get the um, Widowmaker Nova skin, which is really cool. All you have to do is log in to get it. You can do that right now. I have mine. It's really pretty. It's, <laughs> it is the, it's the like red haired. Wait, no, it's. Is it Kerrigan or Nova? It's, Ker- it's Kerrigan, excuse me, not the Nova skin. I'm okay, sorry. yeah, it's it's like Ghost Kerrigan with the uh, with the orange hair. It's not the she's, like Queen of Blades Kerrigan. Yeah, she's got like the red hair, and she just looks really cool. I like the skin a lot. Um, I yeah, as far as cross game promotions go, I I don't know all of them. I do know that Twitch is doing this thing, uh, kind of teaming up with StarCraft, where from actually yesterday or the sixth, depending on when you listen to this, until April sixth. So there's a full month long of if you tune into Twitch streams of either StarCraft, StarCraft Remastered, or StarCraft 2, you can get um, in-game rewards uh, and I think Twitch rewards. I I can't remember exactly. I know if you watch two cumulative hours of any of those games throughout that entire month period, you'll get the Bob Toss rewards, which uh, whoever it's thought a of this is yeah, It's a Protoss. It looks like Bob Ross. Yes, it, exactly. You get a, it's amazing. a Bob a Bob Toss, I think portrait, emote and spray for in-game StarCraft 2. Um and then each week which again this started this week, so you know, from now until the 12th I believe of March is considered week 1 and then week 2, week 3, week 4. Um watching streams and there's no actual like time period for this one or like time uh requirement. It's just if you're watching streams you can randomly be given in-game loot for StarCraft II, uh, like the co-op commanders. So I think each week up until week four has one commander and two announcers, or it's it's either one commander and two announcers or one announcer and two commanders. I think it's the first one, though. Um, but yeah, you just you get that just for tuning in and watching. Uh, it's, it's random, you know, obviously, so it's not like, hey, I'm going to guarantee myself these commanders. Um, but we have a list on the website of like what specific commanders and announcers you can get during what weeks. And then week four, if you somehow missed out on them, you can get all of them by watching. Uh, but obviously at that point, your odds are a little lower because you're competing for more there's things. Also, there's also a bunch of different re- rewards that you can get that are not Twitch related. Um, Starcraft, the Starcraft Remastered. If you log in to Starcraft Remastered after March 6th, so you can log in right now, uh, you get a commemorative 20th anniversary UI skin for Remastered. Um, if you log in to Starcraft 2, you get a special UI skin for each race, and you can also log in to get a portrait and a decal for that. Um, we also mentioned the Sarah Kerrigan, the ghost skin. I don't know why I said Nova. Yeah, I know why I said Nova because Nova Widowmaker, the whole heroes thing. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> you get a Kerrigan skin in Overwatch for Widowmaker, and all you have to do is log in for that. In Diablo three, if you log in, you get Dominion's Revenge. It's a battle cruiser themed pet, so you oh, get cool. an actual like a, a pet in Diablo three. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, you get StarCraft 20th Anniversary Portraits, and that one is later on this month. You log in between March 27th and April 7th, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Same thing later this month with Hearthstone. You get three Kobolds and Catacombs packs. They're also coming out with a StarCraft-inspired Tavern Brawl between the 21st and the 25th, so that looks like fun. And then we have World of Warcraft, and let's just talk about World of Warcraft's reward for a second here, and I'm really air-quoting the word reward god for world of warcraft what you have to do is between march 31st and april 6th you have to find either your pet or find someone that has one of the starcraft themed companion pets so either the zergling grunty mini thor baneling or zaradar you salute the pet and you get the salute to starcraft feat of strength that's it yeah no title 
no new pet, no anything. You get a feat of strength. <laughs> you know the, yeah. the Star the Starcraft two themed transmog stuff from Diablo three is better than this. I am. Oh yeah. I am seriously underwhelmed with the World of Warcraft reward here because again, it's a feat of strength. Who looks at those? Nobody. I mean, I do yeah. sometimes, and I do sometimes. just go, "Wow, remember that one time that I beat Anixia like back in Vanilla? <laughs> I have a feat of strength for that, yay, or whatever." I, um, I remember when I actually went out and leveled my punching skill. Uh, yeah. yeah, I leveled. Yeah, did you do it in Blasted Lands? Because that's where I did it. Uh, those mobs I that remember... go immune near the Dark Portal. <laughs> no, I, think I know I which actually... ones you're talking about. Yeah, but I, think I, I, did, I did it. I did it with uh, fist weapons. Oh, okay. So I think I just love put. I always loved fist weapons way back when it made no sense for warriors to love them. And I remember tanking with one. And back then, fist weapons didn't have a fist weapon skill. They used yeah. unarmed. So I got the unarmed skill from just punching stuff in dungeons. See, I did tank. it on my priest. <laughs> um, yeah, I would yeah. like to point out a couple things with the rewards. The the console skin, uh, I, I don't know if we're looking at different ones, but at least one of the console skins, the StarCraft II console skin, that is earned by watching two cumulative hours during the anniversary live stream on March 30th or 31st. Okay. Um, so that one's slightly different because, yeah, they're doing an anniversary skin. There's also um, starting... Next week, March 12th through April 6th, they're doing uh, eight random stream not random, but eight, you know, big StarCraft streamers, and they haven't released the names yet, uh, are going to be competing who can get the most achievements in the campaign mode in StarCraft 2, like all, all of its uh, games and expansions, not just Wings of Liberty or Heart of the Swarm or whatever. That's cool. Um, yeah, and... Watching any one of those streamers, you have a chance to win either Terran Protoss or Zerg War Chests with the BlizzCon 2017 skin bundle. So it's it's in-game skins uh, for those various races just for watching the, um, you know, broadcasters. It's it's actually pretty cool. Like, it, there's there's only so many ways you can make watching Twitch, like, feel rewarding um, as far as in-game rewards. But I think they've found a really good way to... Kind provide of an lots interactive of... element, which is yeah, sort of nice. yeah. That interactive element makes it a lot more fun. I think they've also, uh, as we were saying earlier, there are global Twitch emotes, um, capital S, capital C, twenty, and then whichever race, Protoss, Zerg, or Terran. No All capitalization on those. Yeah. So SC twenty Protoss. Um, you'll see like a heart that's themed to that particular race, and it's it's cute. I like it. The uh, the Heroes of the Storm thing is what I wanted to get to, though, because there I can't remember where it was floating around exactly, but I think some website, you know, it was translated that the Heroes of the Storm crossover is going to be coinciding with a StarCraft Heroes release, which is interesting because, one, if it's not starting until later in the month... Um, that's a, a decent amount of time between Heroes. Like, I was expecting a Hero teaser during Western Clash this past weekend. They we were yep. talking about how they're going to be talking about the next hero shortly. Yeah, so either either we get a new hero now, like in, in the next couple days, and we get another one uh, at the end of the month to coincide with the StarCraft stuff, and it's a StarCraft hero, or we wait an unusually long time between heroes. But either way, it really sounds like whether or not we're getting a hero in the next couple of days, it almost seems definite that we're going to get a StarCraft hero um, at the end of the month to coincide with the StarCraft event. And a StarCraft brawl, I believe, is also planned alongside it, too. So so who do you think it's going to be from StarCraft? Oh, God. I I don't know. I, I really want it to be uh, Vorazun. But uh, I, I'm thinking maybe Phoenix is probably... I think it's Phoenix is more likely. Um is it Phoenix? There's there's a couple of co-op commanders that are, are definitely options. You know, several of them already exist in the game, but I really want Vorazun because she is a badass Protoss lady and also really fun to play in. Phoenix Star is already Trek. in here as a storm dude. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of I Phoenix is the is Blaze, right? No. No, oh, he's Phoenix. Phoenix. He's in the game, it's Phoenix. In Heroes of the Storm? Isn't he? No. No, he's not in Heroes of the Storm. Oh, okay, he's being speculated. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Phoenix <laughs> is being Phoenix is being speculated. Um, 
I really want Vorazun though, uh, because she's yeah, she's Protoss. She's totally awesome and badass lady character. But I don't know. I honestly don't know who we'll get. Uh, the StarCraft universe tends to be one of the ones that surprises me more. Um, I'm I am more surprised though if we don't get a Diablo hero because as we were talking about last week uh, in work chat, it's been since June. We we had Malthiel last June. And that was the last Diablo hero we had in Heroes of the Storm, which is surprising uh, in a way. I'll be up front. I want them to do Imperius. I would, I'd kill for anybody. Like, Leah, um, what's Imperius the space? Imperius would be cool. Decker Kane. Uh, Decker Kane would be amazing. Yeah. Decker Kane would be amazing, but at the same time, it would be strange. Very like, I strange. I almost feel like that would make a better announcer pack. Than yeah, I want, I want the, yeah. I know that they April fooled the whole Decker Kane GPS kit which was hysterical the one year that they did that. that. Oh, it was so funny. It was so good. But every time I think about that, I'm like, yeah, he would make an amazing announcer pack. They they really need to do that. (laughs) I want Covetous Shen. (laughs) I want them to make Covetous Shen a hero. Throw throw jewels at people or something. I don't know. Triple kill. Uh, Juicy. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like you're doing that Candy Crush thing. So, yeah, we should probably uh, move on to do some emails because we have yes. very little show left at this point. So, uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch in the, the subject, like I just said, so we know it's for the, you know, this show. And, and you know, if you can keep it you know, within like a you know couple hundred words would be great you know try and keep it short so we can get to as many as possible uh and reads them for us so if you don't mind Anne. okay first email is from Killigan, who is from dollaron us who says hey watchers going forward from legion's endgame that revolves around old gods and titans where do you think battle for azeroth will leave us at the end of it if we're already fighting quote unquote titans where do we go next also why haven't we seen heard anything about classic what do you think Killigan? we haven't heard anything about classic because they're working on it <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the classic thing, honestly, that was Blizzard saying, "Hey, stop asking us. Stop making fake servers. We're going to do this. It, we just want to let you know." Yeah the the announcement that they made at BlizzCon for Classic wasn't a, "Hey, we're releasing this this year." It was a, "Hey, you know how you guys want WoW Classic? Cool. We do too, and we're working on it. That's it." Yeah. Keep in mind that they've done things like start a dedicated team. Yeah. They're investigating it. This is not. This was not the announcement of we've got this thing all set to go. Here's a demo. This was the announcement of yeah, it'll happen along down the line. So. We, yeah, we got to figure mean, out it, what we want to do with it and how we're going to implement it and all of that other stuff. But we are actively working play. on it. That's what it yeah. was. Fun game to play at this point is what will come out first: vanilla servers or the next uh, Game of Thrones book. But that's neither here nor there. They're both going to be a while. As yeah. for the end, as for the end game in BFA. Uh, I definitely think without Don't actually call it giving BFA, details, call it Battle for Azeroth. It's just it's, Battle for Azeroth. It's it's B the number four and then no. Az capital I, A lowercase Z guys. I, I will Az. murder you. <laughs> I will find where you live, Mitch. The end boss is going to be Ant murdering Mitch. That's Shaman's for Az. But anyway, uh, the the so I don't want, I don't want to actually spoil. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to go into the detail of actual storyline quests. If you want that kind of stuff, it's out there. But this is the kind of show where people can come and get general stuff. So I don't want to talk about it too much. But from the storyline, we're definitely going to see some old god stuff. That's just that's that's practically a given at this point. You don't need to know anything about the expansion to know that. Um, I mean, they've been, all but been throwing it in our face throughout yeah. Legion, so it only makes sense that we're going to be seeing yeah. that in the next expansion. But I, I, I feel like I can say that we are going to see some Ashara, and that that's not spoiling anything. And they mentioned because, that at BlizzCon, so... Yeah. And one thing I definitely can tell you, that one of the things that's really cool about this expansion is that they've, even though these are like dedicated Horde and Alliance leveling zones... When you get to max level, they open up for the other faction and they do so through a kind of questing system that is effectively inserting you into the other factions leveling zones as a agitator and a spy. And it's really cool. And there's not a ton about ton known about it yet, but 
that kind of stuff is happening. They've said that at BlizzCon, so it's not a surprise. You're going to go and see the other faction zones, and you're going to experience that content yourself as world quests and as dungeons. So I really feel like we're going to have a lot more interaction with the other faction stuff than we ever had before. And that, to me, is something to be looking out for at the end of this expansion, because it's going to be there in a way that it wasn't there in Legion, because the other faction didn't really matter. Like, Horde or Alliance, it didn't matter. The Legion was there. That's what you focused on. At, for my take on it, uh, I am a, I'm slightly confused when you say Legion's endgame revolving around Old God and Titans. I do see the Titans, and I see, like, the Old God and Silithus. I, I'd say that's more of the teaser content to Battle for Azeroth than the endgame. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting that. But I, I think what... And, th- again, this is just pure prediction at this point. I think we'll definitely... You know, I think those teasers are pointing us in the direction of, hey, we're going to get some old god stuff in Battle for Azeroth. Um, and because this is not being advertised as an old god expansion, um, it, it could mean one of two things. We get old gods in the middle as kind of the twist, uh, you know, partway through it that totally redirects us. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this was, you know, the actual story of the expansion. Or we go through the whole Horde Alliance thing the whole time, you know, fighting off old gods that are surfacing here and then our teaser at the end of Battle for Azeroth uh, ends up being something like the Void Lords have, you know, accumulated power on other planets. Like, we've seen that Void Lord skybox several times where there's just giant tentacles it's surrounding... It's in the Void Elf plan- starting zone, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, like, if, if we don't get an outright Old God expansion this time around, which I definitely think we're... I know we're going to get some Old God stuff because I've seen models and it would be silly not to, but... I, I'm guessing that the lead-in to whatever comes after Battle for Azeroth will be, hey, let's actually you know stop the Void Lords outside of Azeroth because it's been a while since we've gone to space like for a full expansion. I know Argus, I know we had Argus, but yeah, that's just my guess though. I I, I don't know where we would go besides the Void Lords if if we don't do that. I don't know. I just I I never I don't like to say that I hate this question. I just I don't like this question when people ask this question you know what i mean when they're like what's going to be at the end of the next expansion that hasn't even come out yet and is all still in early alpha and not even all the zones are released yet well yeah it's definitely always hard to predict like, none of us <laughs> we didn't we didn't have argus who saw argus coming yeah. nobody argus coming, so. <laughs> more more importantly who before legion was out would have said i can definitely see teldrassil burning to the ground and the alliance taking over lordaeron yeah, yeah, that, that seems like a, that's something that I predict based on evidence. Like, it's no, just, that's... It seems to me, and and like I said, it's not that I like hate the question. It's just it seems like kind of a pointless question at this stage of the game. Like the expansion isn't even out yet. Battle for Azeroth isn't even out yet. The zones aren't finished. There's only two of each faction open on the alpha. Like we don't even have the third leveling zone open yet on on both yeah. sides on the alpha. So like nothing set in stone they're still putting things together so trying to predict what they're going to do at the end of all of this when they still haven't finished building it is just for me why for, why would you even me, think about that i'm more interested in what's going to happen over the course of the leveling experience because again we haven't even got all that unlocked yet so i don't know see, you know I, I do get what you're saying but for me it's not that the question is pointless because I, I love speculating and i love thinking Oh, what's next? Because I just I want to know everything that's coming. I want to know what's going to happen. I I think it's more that my answer is pointless. Like I, I tried to make it very clear. I was just speculating. It could it could take like that's five all we left can turns. do is speculate. I mean, I could sit there and say we're going to be like, invaded what, by a planet of barbarian overlords or something. Yeah, it's and it, it would make as much to, sense as anything else. <laughs> it's fun to speculate for sure. Like I, I love saying, oh well, you know, they have this story option, they have this, or they could totally surprise us and do this. But we just don't have even enough. Our to, answers like, really... are not going to be. Helpful. Yeah, we don't. We don't even have enough like established right now to speculate at this point. The only speculation I've made, and and I'll I'll reiterate it again because I've said it several times over, is that I don't think that the Horde and Alliance battle is going to have anything to do with the end game of the next expansion. I think it's like a distraction tactic. I think that they threw it at us so that we had something to latch on to initially, 
but we're going in a different direction and we'll be in a different direction somewhere at the end of this expansion. Cause... It's called the Battle for Azeroth. Yeah, but and there's several... Alliance together make purple. Well, there's hmm. several there's several different interpretations of even Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. I don't I don't think that where we finish is going to be where we started at all. And I don't know what it's going to be just yet. I won't until we've actually got the whole leveling experience unlocked and kind of have something to draw from and speculate from. Um, until then, all I can say is I don't think that the Horde... I don't think that the end of this expansion is going to be about that battle between Horde and Alliance. I think there's something else out there that that's going to lead to. That's about all I can go with with that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I love speculating. I love knowing, so I definitely get that desire to want to know and want to hear what people think but okay well we i would like to move to another email so that we answer more than one this week so i think we should go ahead and move on yeah that's okay I, no that's fine there's one more news thing i want to add on the end but we can do the question first okay um let's see here um we'll just go ahead there it is okay <laughs> i lost track of my email here okay this one is from <laughs> antir who's a warrior of argent dawn eu it says, Dear King and Queen of Lore and your fool, Mitch. Aww. That wasn't very nice. Mitch has been on Lore Watch before. I mean, accurate, <laughs> but... Aww. It says, On the lead up to Legion, I read and listened to all of the material that Blizzard put out, but I fell off WoW after getting sick off of farming the Nighthold. Did we ever get an explanation as to why that comic shows Anduin as an old man preparing to fight the Legion in a final battle? From what I've understood from listening to the podcast, I thought we beat them already? Thanks, Antir. I want you to go back and read the end of that comic again. Yeah. And see at any point they say they're fighting the Legion at that end scene. They just said it was like a final battle. The or something. Shadow. The Shadow, yeah. The Shadow is what he says. At no point do the words the Legion, the Legion, Sargeras, or any of it come out of Ellen's mouth or Anduin's. He's reading a note from he's we reading a note from his father. We assumed, we assumed it was the Legion. Yeah, absolutely we assumed. And I I I am just as guilty as anyone else. But nowhere in the comic does it state that that scene is taking place against the Legion. It follows that it would be because he's reading the note his father gave him after he's just got done killing a demon and explaining how, you know, he he was stronger than they knew. The whole thing is set up to make you think that without telling you that. Blizzard seems to be doing that a lot more in the past expansion and you know, upcoming Battle for Azeroth, where they're they're definitely trying to play coy with the readers and player base. There's there's a lot to that scene, and I, I went and reread it a couple of times after reading this email to make sure I was right. In, in no point does it, he say the Legion, and at no point does he say how far in the future it is either. We don't know. It's just years later. We don't know if Anduin is just looking really old because time is hard. We don't know if Anduin went and got himself light forged. We have no idea how old he is in that scene. I'm we just have no idea. Like <laughs> two years down the road, Anduin's going to look like an old man because man, leading the alliance is hard. <laughs> oh God, I hate this. He will be light forged. You're and all only he will 21. Do. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like I'm 85. <laughs> He'll be light forged, like, and all he can do is yell Anduin. What? All he can do is yell his name like Departos now that he's Lightforged. Anduin. He's been at it so long. Anduin Rin! Departos wasn't actually Lightforged when he started doing that. That's not a Lightforged <laughs> thing. That's just a Departos thing. Now, if True. you want to tell me that hanging out with Departos for however long, like Anduin and Departos are drinking in Storm, you know I should oh. yell my name. I, I want an Anduin Tapardo spin-off series. I want to hang out with Tapardos more. I hope that he shows up in Battle for Azeroth and we actually get to do stuff with him because he was cool. Uh, do we have time for one more email? Sure, although Mitch wanted to do something else. so Okay, um, I'm going to duck down to the last email because I'm, I, I kind of want to talk about this one. Uh, this is from Uthos Proudmore US who says, Hi, last time when I asked you what allied race you'd like to see them add, you all started talking about Trogs, Oracles, and Jinyu, so maybe my question was misinterpreted. Yeah, probably. We do that sometimes. Uh, they said, what allied race would get you to race change your main? I'm a Draenei priest who identifies with the Horde, so I said Minari Eridar for the Horde, but I have to say that Zandalar comes close to getting me to switch. Thanks, Uthos. They did it. It was late forged. I did that. That's why I'm leveling one right now. I'm switching to it. Yeah, but 
Uh, race change your main is what they're asking. I've race changed my main so many freaking times. It's not even a deal. <laughs> How many times did I race change my main to raid with you? Oh, jeez. I don't this know. Like is... three, four, five times. Yeah, I've, this question I've is right up my alley because I pretty much will never race change out of Forsaken. Uh, you know, again, I was actually talking about this in the queue the other day. I race changed to Night Elf uh, to follow a raid scene, and it never felt right, and now I'm back Forsaken, and I don't think anything would change that. I will level a Void Elf alt Shadow Priest because it's fitting, and that's, you know, I like that. But my main, the only thing that would come close to making me change, and even even then, I don't think I actually would, uh, is if we got Arakoa. I just, I, my Forsaken Shadow Priest is my character's identity. And even as someone who doesn't really role play, like having that, that confirmed identity in place, at least, um, that's important to me. And I, I can't, it would just feel weird being something else. I would love Arakoa. I would definitely have an alt. I might race change for a little, but not permanently. Speaking as someone who is a role player, um, I've race changed my main twice. Once to a goblin because I liked the goblin stealth animation. I thought it was really wacky and fun. And I wasn't actually role playing at the time. But number one, it never felt right. And number two, while I was raiding, I couldn't see where my character was at, which made it really hard when we were trying to oh, do God, yeah. heroic, heroic Blackwing Lair. <laughs> do you remember you would ride around on that motorcycle? Yes. With the side seat? Mm, yeah. And I was playing Torn at the time? Yeah, that was super fun. And, and like you it would look like you'd stuffed you'd stuffed a ham. I just like this giant ham into the side seat. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. I, I didn't mind playing the goblin it's just like it didn't really feel like my character and i'd spent a lot of time developing that character i mean i've been playing that character since burning crusade when blood elves came out um i race changed to troll for a while because i figured eh, let's try a different tactic and try a different story for um a main character and that didn't really work out because it never really felt right so i went back to blood elf again and i think I don't think that there's a race out there that could make me change my main. I will happily roll another race and level another... Like, I'm leveling a Nightborn right now. And I have, like, a backstory and everything plotted out for the Nightborn. That's all good. Um, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, I won't go into that because that, that'd take, like, way too much time. But, yeah, I, I, I would much rather just, like, roll another race. If another cool one comes out, I'll make another alt. I don't care. See, the thing is, for me, I actually have tended... I've done this the last few expansions. I leveled a Draenei Warrior through Warlords. And I'd actually been playing him for most of Mists, after, you know, before that. Mm -hmm. And when I got through to the end of Warlords, I decided I'm retiring him. Yeah. And I retired him on Draenor. I left him there. He's level 100. He's there right now. Uh, and as far as his story goes, he stopped. He's just done. And I roll a new character. So I rolled a Night Elf. I leveled it through the invasions last time and got it to, you know, I got it to 100 and I've leveled it in Legion. And ever since then, that's been my character. And she's getting retired at the end of this expansion. And that's why I'm leveling the Light, the light Forge. And he's going to be my main character. That's how I do it now. I don't spend yeah, I money don't on do the Switch. Like that, you just but... retire. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. So for me, that is my race change. That's how it works. So it happened. That's what I did. Mitch, you said you had one last bit of new stuff to mention. Yeah, it was just just really quickly, because um, I know we talked about this last week and we're kind of speculating. We actually, I think it was last night, we got the new uh, druid cat form. So I believe that gives us all of the Zandalari druid forms Yeah. Um, on Alpha. I love them. They look like... Lizard Rossi. cat. <laughs> yeah, Rossi, you probably have a better name for them than like alligator well, what I what I noticed when I looked yeah. at them is the way that their body plan is designed. They basically look like a therapsid, which is the primitive proto-mammalian, proto-reptilian ancestor to all living mammals. Mammals actually technically count as a, as synapsids. We're we're in the therapsid family, um, yes, and the, the therapsids themselves. You know, you go back and look at a gorgonopsid, which is like the really big ones. They were like up to the size of like a Kodiak bear or a rhino, and they look a lot like this. Uh, the thing about that model is I don't think that model, when you look at it, um, it's been data mined, it's on Wowhead. You look at the model and you can't make it move yet. It yeah, doesn't it, it, have looks, any, it looks very stiff. Like there's it a... is, It's standing straight up. If you look at cat models in the game, which this is basically based on the body plan for, cat models don't stand like this. 
the the, leg, yeah. the front legs are way way down straight up uh it's what i feel like is they haven't fully articulated it or haven't fully animated it yet so we don't know exactly how it's going to look moving around but for me it looks very much like an old therapsid it's very it's very proto reptilian it's before dinosaurs in terms of its evolutionary plan and it's what you know mammals evolved out of as so i, I love it. it i think it's it looks awesome cool. as far as the movement and stuff goes keep in mind that this is just data mine stuff like data mine models um they aren't actually implemented in game yet yeah we don't exactly. see them anywhere so um they've got it, the models look to stuff me soaked up like you can actually watch them move yeah. like you can you can see the tanking but that's model not necessarily the finalized yeah. block runs yeah, no, or anything you, else. no no Absolutely not. Everything. This is always alpha. It's all. This is data mined alpha. So yeah, it could be tons of stuff. Yeah. We have it no looks idea. To me, the way the uh, the moon can form use the Arakoa skeleton. I think these use like the Fellhound skeleton. It looks like, like uh, it kind of yeah. Th- that's what it yeah. sort of looks like. But I again, you know, those are up on Wowhead. We I think Rossi, you wrote something on them as well. Yeah, on I our did. site. Um, it, they look. I think they look really cool. Uh, the Zandalari druid forms are just. Wins they're, they're all going across a lot, the board. For me. They're going a lot further for the Zandalari forms than I expected them to. to be absolutely, absolutely agree. Uh, in terms of this model, one thing you have to keep in mind is when it is actually playable, this thing has to stealth. Yes, that it's, is correct. It's, it's feral form. This is going to be stealthing. I think it's going to probably be on a cat form, but I'm not sure because I think doesn't the Illidari stalker the the fellhound the upright fellhound doesn't it have a stealth mode? Uh, kind of. It just it looks a little weird, though. I think in that it it just walks with its like it takes very small steps. So it's possible. I don't, I don't know if it like crouches or anything. Whatever it, whatever it's going to be has to have a stealth mode. That's the only thing. So that's my take on it. That's all I got to say on that. Subject. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps us up for emails, news, and the show. If you enjoy the show and you're looking for a healthy snack. Once again, if you sign up for NatureBox at blizzardwatch.com slash NatureBox, that helps support the show. Um, Blizzard Watch itself is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much. And uh, if you have a question for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for the show. Uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be here next week. 